0: This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, License Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Well, it seems no matter what news you turn to, there's a great deal of talk and speculation that we're headed for a recession. So how concerned should we be? And if Canada does fall into a recession, what will this mean, not only for Canada, but of course for us here at home in Newfoundland and Labrador? And what will it mean for you? So to answer those questions and more, I'm joined by Professor Tony Fang from the Department of Economics at Memorial University and David Alexander Broussard, CPA Canada's Chief Economist. Thank you both for joining me today.
2: Same.
0: Thanks for having me as well.
1: There's no doubt that these certainly are on certain economic times. And there's a lot of economic volatility right now and a lot of talk about recession. In fact, a poll conducted by Leger just a few weeks ago shows a majority at 59% of Canadians believe we are already, in fact, in a recession. And another poll, this one by Yahoo Canada, shows that more than two-thirds of Canadians believe we are headed towards a recession. About one in five at 17% believe it has already arrived. And about the same at 15% believe the concern about a recession happening now or later is exaggerated. So let's start with the obvious question. I'll start with you, uh, David. Are we currently in a recession?
0: So uh, that's a good question, Nancy. Being in a recession technically requires two quarters of economic contraction, uh, which in Canada we certainly have not had. Uh, the preliminary numbers for the gross domestic product, the GDP, suggest that we had growth in the second quarter of 2022, which ends in June. Um, however, when we look at things monthly, we can see that growth is certainly slowing down. Um, it's, it's still too early to tell if we are experiencing uh, that much economic slowdown in july or august um, because i'm suspecting many canadians are spending money uh, on vacation and experiences that they could not do during the height of the pandemic Uh, and part of that spending has been fueled um, by additional um, savings accrued during the pandemic Um, but i do believe that um, the people polled and the readers are, are not wrong in, in, thinking, in thinking that we are added for slow growth. Um, it could re- reach recession level. Um, however, I think the, the lack of consensus on the question is telling uh, if most people agreed um, on the upcoming recession, we could stipulate a bit more on it on its side being more sizable. Um, so that's my take on on where we are right now.
1: I do. You know, opinions definitely are mixed when it comes to that, right? So as you say, we're not currently in a recession. We haven't had um, that drop in in economic uh, impact over two quarters, but some say that we could have a recession by the end of this year. Some say it's going to be next year. Some say a recession is unavoidable and the economic volatility that we're seeing, some say a recession can still be avoided. So there's really no consensus into what is happening or what we can expect. Some believe it will be moderate and some believe it'll be short-lived so you know definitely a lot of mixed opinions. so I'll go to you now Dr. Fang let's talk about these mixed opinions because there's certainly lots to discuss here.
2: Sure. Yeah. Definitely back in April, I was interviewed by CBC uh, about exactly some kind of question here. So, I left time, I, I, you know, I suggest that, uh, you know, central banks, both in Canada, United States, really in a tough spot right now because they have struck uh, a balance between, you know, this uh, historical inflation rate, right? You know, 39 years, I guess, uh, at uh, 8.1% right now. And on one hand, uh, but also, uh, you know, economic growth. And recession on others. So uh, the the issue here is that, uh, you know, I agree with um, David uh, based on the tactical definition recession. We're not in that territory yet. Uh, we don't have the, you know, uh, consecutive, uh, you know, negative uh, GDP growth like what the United States has experienced. Uh, Sam, on the other side, our, you know, labor market is holding relatively well, actually. Our employment rate has historically low, 4.9 percent. So it's a bit of struggle here. That's the reason really why I understand uh, a lot of people uh, in this country are concerned, because um, the uh, the governor, uh, Central Bank, uh, you know, is steadfast in terms of, uh, you know, increasing uh, uh, interest rate, uh, you know, uh, you know, 1%, which is also historic in July. And uh, that's only increase the uh, cost borrowing and uh, investing and so on and so forth. Uh, so the reason why I was, um, you know, kind of uh, Uh, MORE CONCERNED BY THE POSSIBILITY uh, OF RECESSION BACK IN APRIL IS THAT YOU KNOW, THIS IS NOT BUSINESS AS USUAL, RIGHT? YOU KNOW, BECAUSE, YOU KNOW, WE HAVE THIS, UM, you know, a uh, dramatic increase in interest rate on one side, but also, uh, you know, we have a lot of events uh, happening at the same time. We have the global pandemic, right? We have the the war in the Ukraine, and uh, we also have, uh, you know, global supply chain constraint, right? So all that point to a lot of risk and certainty for our economy, not only our economy, but the global economy as well. So I, that's the reason why I that time I suggest that the change pretty high, either later this year or early next year.
1: Yeah, and to your point, Dr. Fang, the Bank of Canada Governor, Tiff McClellan, he's been clear, right, that the central bank really is willing to go as far as it needs to bring prices back to normal levels. And even if that ends up putting us in a mild recession, there's no debate. Something has to be done to address inflation. And Canadians really are struggling financially, trying to keep up. But are the measures being taken putting Canadians at higher financial risk? David, what are your thoughts on this?
0: Well, to, to put it simply, they are, uh, but the, as, as Mr. Fank said, the, the central bank is in a pickle. Uh, demand is outstripping supply so much so that businesses are, are, are on average, not able to keep up. Uh, and as a consumer, uh, we've all experienced a shortfall at one point or another in the last two years of uh, businesses being unable to meet our uh, our consumer demand. Uh, and that imbalance is, is seen as one of the causes of inflation. So... Um, one of the only angles that the Bank of Canada has to um, to tackle this um, is the rising interest rates, and of course, um, these are uh, pitching the, the the finances of Canadians, and they are being put uh, at the higher, higher financial risk. and uh, And the point is, um, they want to uh, decrease demand, uh, and that only goes through uh, once Canadians feel uh, they can no longer spend at what they used to spend before.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned earlier, David, you know, that some of this uh, is related to, or I guess the lack of um, decline right now is because of people traveling and it being summer and and people, you know, getting out and spending because they haven't been able to do it for the last couple of years. So I guess my concern is that people are doing that um, in spite of inflation and in in spite of rising interest rates and and that they could, in fact, be getting themselves into uh, more trouble financially, taking on more debt for example in order to do these things you know we keep hearing from the finance minister christopher freeland that we are on a path to a soft landing however the bank of canada governor tis mcclellan says that the path to a soft landing is narrowing so dr fang will this recession be an economic shock how concerned should we be and if we enter a recession how long do you think it's going to last
2: yeah, that's of course uh, a million dollar question here. So, right, you know, economists are well on for uh, doing well to explain a social economic phenomenon, optimize, but not in terms of forecasting, right? You know, a lot of time you're already well into the recession, but you just realize that, you know, you are in there. But, you know, at this time, you said a lot of Canadians, we are not technically speaking into the, you know, recession territory, but a lot of Canadians actually uh, are concerned about, uh, you know, the probability of recession already. In the recession, so psychology certainly plays very important role. Right? Sometimes it's talked, you know, about sentiments or you know confidence, or whatever about the economy. Uh, so I think that's the reason why I think you know, uh, you know, it's, it's uncertain, you know, still so how people would behave right to the inflation and uh, and also high interest rate. And in terms of um, you know policy making, certainly I believe finance minister has you know different kind of Mondays. Uh, you know, uh, compelled with that uh, of the Bank of Canada governor, and uh, you know this is the you know essentially it's a you know political show, right? You know to give the uh, uh, Canadian sense comfort right? we, uh, we uh, can possibly avoid right? this kind of recession, uh, possibly can uh, you know um, achieve this what we call the soft landing here. Uh, But uh, Bank of Canada, Governor uh, Chip McAlin, is less actually confident about that prospect because, right, certainly he uh, put more emphasis on the long-term, I guess, price stability rather than the short-term. You know, from that front, actually, you know, in part he was criticized, the the bank was criticized for, you know, acting too late, right? So they have to really kind of catch up uh, to put in this kind of, you know, big shock in the system by increasing interest rate by 1% in July. That caught actually many observers <laughs> off guard. And, uh, but certainly that could a number of ways can affect uh, consumer confidence, investor confidence, and so on and so forth. A lot of times we've talked a lot more about it, right? You're more like you know, to cut back your spending. You're more like to uh, reserve your more savings, right? Rather than, uh, you know, um, open your pockets. And so on that certainly we heard, right? Uh, Business we'll talk about a little little bit later and uh, increase the chance of recession. So, you know, in that respect, I think there are two Different uh, you know, instruments, so we could think about avoid that kind of disaster or prolong the recession. One is of course the Bank of Canada uh, uh, monetary policy. Uh, unfortunately, the Bank of Canada only has one tool, that is interest rate. And it's a dual instrument because right? uh you know we don't know whether what is optimal level interest rate right there's no consensus uh have, have we done too much or have we done you know too little right that's always a, a question there uh the other is that if you look at just in terms of combating uh, inflation a lot of root causes you know, inflation and not from not based in uh, in in canada for example uh you know the the high gas prices right was mostly due to the Russia's war on Ukraine Right, has high gas prices due to shutdown of gas refinery plants, and that will never reopen due, due to the pandemic. And the global supply chain, mostly due to the uh, pandemic shutdown, like, you know, mostly in China, for example. So really, you are, you know, it's, you know, using this instrument that actually will not address this root cause inflation, right? That's one problem dilemma of the uh, central bank. On the other hand, I, I do believe, we've talked a little bit Later, about that, there's important role of fiscal policy, right, by, you know, the federal government, but also provincial government, how to help the vulnerable people, right, notably middle class and low-income class. He actually contributed the majority of consumption power in this country.
1: For sure. Well, that's a lot of great information, Dr. Peng. And you're right, we are going to get into that fiscal policy later in the show. But for our listeners out there, what will a recession mean for Newfoundland and Labrador? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us.
0: Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with Video Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Professor Tony Fang. He's with the Department of Economics at Memorial University and David Alexander Broussard, CPA Canada's Chief Economist. Our focus today is the growing concerns around a recession here in Canada. Before the break, we talked about the economic uncertainty that's really facing all Canadians right now. But right now, I want to focus on the uncertainty to here at home in Newfoundland and Labrador. Because there's no doubt an economic downturn will impact provinces differently. So how will Newfoundland and Labrador be impacted by this recession? So Dr. Feng, I'll turn to you on this. How concerned should we be about our economy here in Newfoundland and Labrador in the event of a recession? and And what impact will a recession have on our province?
2: Yeah, that's a good question, Lancy. And uh, he has said, as you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, national wide economy ho- holding relative well. We have, you know, a red hot, uh, you know, labor market and labor skill shortages and so on. Uh, but it's not a case in Newfoundland, I don't think we have a red hot economy here. Uh, so he is the issue, right? You know, national wide, you know, that there's interest rate hike and, you know, by central bank and so on, but really hurts us badly. And because we don't have that, um, you know, red hot economy, in in fact, actually, we have a lot of structure problems, right? Uh, For example, you know, the demographic uh, uh, challenges with aging population, aging workforce, and declining labor force participation, and so on. And uh, the rising interest rate really kind of hurt our, you know, consumer, uh, you know, demand really, uh, you know, badly. And if you look at uh, the labor force survey that we released last Friday, I believe uh, our unemployment rate. you know, goes back to double digits, right, which is highest in the nation. And uh, Liverpool's uh, participation rate is declining. And, uh, you know, our uh, employment uh, is, is actually also um, uh, in elective, ter- you, know, you know, intimate growth in elective territory. Uh, so I, I think in, in many ways, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, we have to do a lot more. So a lot of time, people ask that, you know, uh, you know, when we talk about labor shortages, um, you know, uh, you know, labor was participating for the prime age. You know, participants is not declining at 25 to 54. Where are the people going? Right. So the issue here is that because Asian population, we have average age of 45 in this uh, in this province. We have lowest fertility rate as well. So, you know, what happened is that a lot of people are retiring. Baby boomers, right? Especially because of pandemic, right? Which accelerated that kind of early retirement process because the baby boomers really enjoy this kind of social interaction in the workplace, right? And, uh, you know, pandemic, uh, you know, really uh, putting forth a lot of remote work, work, working from home and so on and so forth, and they find it less enjoyable. So that really kind of, uh, you know, have uh, both sides of, uh, you know, kind of shock. One is the uh, demand side shock because high interest rate, you know which uh, dampen damping the consumption investment on the uh, demand side and uh, supply side. We have, you know, this kind of labor shortages because the demographic challenges. On the price side, however, our housing market right, is not red-hot either, right? So nationally, especially in Vancouver, Toronto's big urban centers, they suffer a lot in terms of the uh, the drop in price and potential recession in the housing market, which could be dragging on for, of, you know, uh, Six quarters, and which is, I guess, not a case for Newfoundland or and uh, our, you know high oil gas prices actually uh, benefit provincial economy and tax revenue and so on and so forth. So from that, the windfall, uh, you know, you know revenue from that sector, right, among with other sector like uh, you know we talked about the seasonal. Uh, uh, economic growth in uh, uh, hospitality and the hotel and so on, tourism, right? We could potentially use those kind of windfall uh, revenue to support mid-income, low-income families in this province. Where you know, The province, provincial government recently have done something like, you know, uh, reducing the uh, the tax on the, the, the gasoline and also raise the minimum wage and so on, which is still debatable. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, the provincial government realized that, kind of uh, challenges for the province during the pandemic. Also, in this uh, uncertain period of time uh, for Canada, but in particular for the province.
1: Uh, And you're right, uh, Dr. Fang. You know, we've seen a lot of changes in Canada, but, you know, we are impacted more heavily i think here at home in newfoundland and labrador and one way to look at that of course as you mentioned is the unemployment rate the national rate remained unchanged at 4.9 percent but july stats show that newfoundland's unemployment rate is back into double digits right we're at over 10 percent with 10.2 percent unemployment rate in july so i guess the concern that i have is seeing these latest job statistics will a recession see unemployment increase even further
2: well yeah i I would imagine this is probably the case, right? This is the uh, the spill effects we're talking about, and um, but the you know of course this kind of uh, civil lining is there because we already kind of in the bottom right? Uh, I just mentioned that housing market has never been red hot, and uh, labor market you know re, you know never been so you know it's not so r- rosy either. So uh, you just kind not not go further than much, right? You know uh, the. The issue here is that uh, what uh, the potential role of the fiscal policies at the both um, uh, federal level and the provincial level, right, to encourage uh, more people to participate in labour market, especially because there are you know severe labour skills, shortage even before the pandemic. OK, we have to make it clear, I've done a survey, right, 2019, before the pandemic, uh, across Atlantic Canada, right, and, uh, you know, over 60 percent of the employer in this, uh, in this province are reported labor shortages, of course, getting worse after the pandemic. So, you know, I think you, uh, the two issues here, we need a policy, need to address the supply side issue, right, to encourage uh, the full participation of you know the uh, uh, you know individuals in this problem, including uh, uh, you know uh, recent immigrants, for example, right, and uh, retirees back to work, and youths not in labor market, right. So uh, and uh, and also um, women with young children, right. You know that's been why we this those kind of policies um, that to reduce the childcare costs, for example, to ten dollars per day, something like that, right. We really address those kind of um, you know structure problems in this province. Uh, the other is that uh, you know whether we should implement other kind of policy like waste subsidies or uh, tax uh, uh, credit uh, you know, to the low-income individual and families, right, uh, to make sure that they have the necessary savings and uh, and and resources for consumption to um, to support our economy in this really Huh?
1: That's great, Dr. Fang. So, uh, David, I'll turn to you. So, Dr. Fang talked about some of the measures that the provincial government should be considering or implementing to lessen the impact. Things like labor supply chain, wage subsidies, um, $10 day daycare, care, those types of things. Anything to add on anything uh, that you've heard?
0: no, i would I would double down on some of what Mr. Fang said. Um, so the i'm I'm based in, in Quebec, uh, and the childcare costs here have allowed us to have a, a, a an employment rate which is eight percent percentage point higher than in the rest of Canada because childcare costs are less expensive. Uh, so of course that's one thing that I'm uh, a big fan of. Uh, and as Mr. Fang said, um, we need to have a national discussion around. Uh, how can we get um, people wanting to work over 55? Um, if we look at our employment rates from from 55 to 64, it's lower than in many um, comparable social net countries in, in Europe. Um, so how can we make it more attractive uh, so that people want to work? Um, not only that they have to financially but that they would like to contribute um so that's one thing i think we we need to look at um and maybe one last point as as mr fang said um the rest of canada has uh, has doubled down on housing and its importance on the economy uh, this has not happened in, in newfoundland so that's uh, that's a small silver lining but it's still there so the vulnerability linked to housing is less present uh, in your province
1: that's great. Thanks so much for that. Well, with recession fears looming, how can you prepare for and protect yourself and your financial well-being? Advice for you on that when we come back. Please stay with us.
0: Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your requests to NL at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money with BDO. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee at BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Professor Tony Fang with the Department of Economics at Memorial University and David Alexander Broussard, CPA Canada's Chief Economist. So as we've been discussing, um, all signs are pointing to a recession and and for consumers, a recession will mean tight financial times lie ahead. So how do you protect yourself and your financial well-being? So David, what advice do you have for our listeners? What can they be doing now in order to prepare and protect themselves in the event we do in fact go into a recession?
0: Uh, well, I think Nancy, the question, this question has two two sides to look at. Um, first off, there's the uh, the consumer side. Uh, consumers were already battling with inflation on the spending front. Um, for which there isn't much to do other than keeping spending to essential, um, that can be applied in many ways. So you can postpone major uh, unessential spending. You can favor buying use whenever possible. Um, with the rise of interest rates, you can lock in your loans and mortgage at the lowest rate possible um you can favor renting or sharing for rarely used items uh, and of course you want to reduce debt as much as possible um, when we look at it from the income side meaning that if there's an economic slowdown uh, there might be risk to to your jobs uh, so the importance of an emergency fund comes in particularly handy at, at uncertain times so having up to one to three months of expenses uh, can be especially important for those with more risky jobs um, and i think there's um we need to ask ourselves the tough questions. So how much risk is there in our jobs? Um, And do we have employment possibilities if things go sideways? Um, Are my skills up to date? Um, Those are all things that we need to ask ourselves uh, in order to bulletproof um, our financial situation a bit more uh, in, in the context of uncertain times.
1: Yeah, and it's hard, right, David, to bulletproof yourself coming into a recession, especially with everything that's been happening. So, you know, you talked about inflation and, um, you know, the riskiness in the job sector and, 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 you know, people trying to lock in. I mean, we're seeing record levels of uh, interest rate increases right now. So it certainly is hard for consumers right now to think about bulletproofing themselves. I think one silver lining that the pandemic had, though, is it did show people how risky imp- their employment can be. And that it is really important to put away those savings uh, as little or as much as you possibly uh, can afford to do so in order to protect yourself against that and have those emergency uh, savings in place. So, Dr. Fang, I'll turn to you now. What advice do you have for our listeners on what they can be doing now to protect themselves?
2: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, a large part, I actually agree with David's uh, professional advice to the consumers here in this country. But one of the vulnerable spots, actually, in our economy is the hot debt ratio, right? You know, that's why I think, you know, I'm not so confident, uh, you know, as the uh, the finance minister. Because we have uh, most uh, you know, the highest uh, debt to disposal income ratio. Now it's hitting at one. Eighty-five percent. Our mortgage debt amounts to two trillion dollars in this country. Non-mortgage debt is more than seven hundred billion dollars. Right, so. When you have this, you know rapid, you know increase in interest rate, all these costs and mortgage, right, and the credit cards would be rising quickly, right? That certainly adds a lot of uh, risk to our consumers, and also to our business and economy, right? So that's reason why I'm not so confident. I think, you know, the chance of recession uh, is a little bit high. The timing, of course, length, the uh, length of the recession is uh, is actually debatable. Uh, so yeah, definitely agree. We should. Uh, uh, you know, cut back the debts, credit card debts, mortgage payments, and, uh, you know, and and build up emergency savings in case, you know, something's happening, right, self or family or you have job loss and so on and so forth. And uh, and also, I think in many ways, we should think about individuals, right, as corporation, right? You need to think about, you know, risk re- return, you know, uh, ratio and so on and so forth. For example, you need to diversify your investment right and uh, don't put all you know the assets in one basket and also diversify your skill right i think you know uh should uh, really build up some new skills right and in case you love your you know the primary job you could still pick up uh, you know another job easily okay right for example you know now we have a kind of a big layoff now in the high-tech sector also in financial industry right so you know you maybe are you know um, graphic designers for example as your usual daytime job but he lost a job you can still pick up something maybe gardening right you know in your backyard uh, as part of your hobby but you know you can turn that to some kind of employment or self-employment so that really can reduce your risk in this really uncertain times so I think those are the major uh, um, you know, suggesting that I could offer to, uh, you know, uh, to our customers. In, in particular, I think the the youth, right, because they might not have experienced those kind of uh, dramatic changes of our economy, uh, you know, in, in their lifetime, right? We have just mentioned that all the global events happen at the same time. This global pandemic, this, uh, you know, uh, the war in Ukraine, and this is the, also we're talking about um, uh, uh, global supply chain constraint and this rising, quickly rising interest rate. So a lot of um, issues and uncertainties. I think we should definitely uh, take a more kind of a prudent strategy. Okay, in terms of your, uh, you know, investment in terms of savings. Uh, also, in terms of uh, your labor market, uh, uh, you know, uh, strategies in how to, you know, uh, acquire new skills, and also stay current on the labor market demand, supply, and demand. Even you are holding a job right now, but it's it's, it's always been, you know, beneficial. Uh, To actually uh, take on some new training programs, new career development programs, and in case of those kind of uh, rainy days.
1: That's some really good points, Dr. Fain. You know, you're right. We're at record levels of household debt in this country right now, and it's. Never ceases to amaze me. I mean, year after year, I talk about the record level of debt. And then, you know, six months, a year later, I'm talking about an even further record level, right? Increase in uh, debt to be at 185 is, is extremely high. Last year, we were really concerned because we were at uh, 174. So it just mm-hmm. continues to rise. And, and it certainly is uh, a concern for me, especially given, uh, obviously, the industry that I'm in, in helping people uh, get relief from the debt that they're carrying. And so you've both talked about um, the risk in jobs and, and certainly looking at more and more people getting into the gig economy. So to your point, Dr. Fang, taking things that they had maybe as hobbies before and turning them into a source of income. So, David, I'd like to ask you, when it comes to the risk around employment, what job sectors do you think are most at risk during a recession?
0: Um, so we can I can start with the easy answer. Um, if you there there's there are risks where where the risk is very, very low. Um, so public administration job, uh, when we talk about education and health related job, those are uh much safer uh when we look on the on the riskier side so the private sector jobs, um i think it's important to to combine the the inherent risk of an industry uh with the current labor needs uh what i mean by that is often for example the construction sector um is highly linked to the economy. Uh, But the current need right now for construction worker might mean that the economic slowdown will have less uh, of an impact. Um, And I think the same same can be said for for manufacturing jobs as well as transport and warehousing jobs. Um, This mainly brings me to the conclusion that uh, with the labor uh, skill shortage that we have, uh, in my opinion, low-skilled positions are particularly at risk. there, there are generally more of them uh, in the service industries uh, than they are in in the the goods uh, industries, um, and those jobs are more expendable. Um, so I would be wary right now if I, if I have a position uh, in the service industries that require uh, little to to no particular skills, uh, because that would mean that I'm expendable. Um, and maybe that's, as Mr. Frank said, that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, am I going to keep a low scale position for a long time in my life, uh, knowing that it's knowing even that it's riskier uh, to have that position? Um, so that's my take on, on what's a bit riskier during a recession.
1: Great. Thanks for that. And, you know, for both of your points around that, I guess, you know, it's always important to look at what are you currently doing? Is there something that you could be uh, doing to change your skill set or prepare for what, uh, you know, employment will look like in the future? So great, uh, great piece of advice for our listeners out there. So we know the pandemic certainly took a toll on small business in our province. And for some, recovery really has been slow. So how will the recession impact businesses here in our province? And as the economy and consumer spending slows, is that going to have a further impact? So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us.
2: Every
0: Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Professor Tony Fang. He's with the Department of Economics at Memorial University, and David Alexander. Sorry, and David Alexander Brassard, CPA Canada's chief economist. So with the economy slowing and a recession looming, there's growing concern among local business owners. In fact, a recent survey by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business shows business confidence is in decline across the country. And according to the latest CFIB business barometer, which was just released a week ago, small business confidence over the short and long term fell considerably within our province and Ontario registering the lowest levels of confidence for the short and long term. We know small business is vital to our Provincial economy, as well as our local economy. And we know small business took a huge hit during the pandemic. For many, recovery has been slow. Our recession will certainly be another blow to already uh, beleaguered business owners. So, Dr. Fang, how concerned should business owners be about our recession?
2: Well, yeah, I think they are uh, alarmed. I have to say, right, given the rising interest rate and also a lot of uh, you know issue we're talking about the global supply chain and labor skill shortages and so on, right? You know, the uh, the burden on them is pretty high. But on the other hand, you know, SMBs and small medium-sized enterprises account for 90 percent of the uh, you know uh, businesses and also job creation in uh, in the province in the region. So well, they are fairly important for. Uh, you know, a provincial economy, national economy, and so on. So, uh, it just to add on to the sectors that are vulnerable, uh, you know, during the recession, for example, construction, because the, the housing market meltdown. And, uh, you know, we we're talking about that, uh, those industries are particularly sensitive to high interest environment, for example, technology, right? And also financial industries and so on. And, uh, you know, they, they have to be ready. Right, For this potential uh, problems, uh, recessions and so on, uh, because uh, the consumer cutbacks in spending and and so on. So I think we need developers for uh, uh, you know prudent strategy, right for their uh, business plan and uh, exploring new markets, diversify their customers' rates, right, and uh, save more emergency fund, right, in case of the uh, financial stress. Also rely on professional advice, like you know, accountants, lawyers, bankers, a financial advisor, like someone like David. Of course, that would really be uh, important. And also double down on the e-business. For example, this is the silver lining of the you know the pandemic because a lot of small SMEs have um, utilized online business models. Right? You know, the selling online, managing remote teams, moving business operations to the cloud and so on and so forth, right? And they have many, of course, benefits. Uh, also, automation we talk about, right? Especially for that low, low skilled, um, you know, job. We, David mentioned that uh, earlier, so that could really kind of, you know, reduce consumer manuka because you know, uh, you know, machines, right? Won't uh, you know, call in sick or demand for high wages or complaining for being stressful and so on and so forth, right? So. So that reduced a lot of um, financial costs and management costs because trade-offs is that, you know, that might be job loss to the uh, economy. That's something that uh, both federal government and provincial government should be uh, concerned about. So anyhow, this is uh, basically my kind of, uh, you know, uh, general suggestion otherwise for the business, especially SMEs in this province, in this region.
1: That's great, Dr. Fang. Thanks for that. And David, what advice do you have for business owners that are listening today? Are there things that they should be doing now to prepare for the economic slowdown? Uh,
0: well. If there's an economic slowdown, as we said, it's going to go to rising interest rates, so so reduce consumer spending. Um, uh, the the problem that we have with high inflation is that business has very little wiggle room on the pricing front to attract customers. Um, so they will have to to I guess bet on customer loyalty, uh, becoming even more important because you have to fight for less dollars. Um, also for the local um, fab for the local fabric of of businesses, um, it's going to be important um as dr feng say to have an e-commerce presence in order to um to be competitive among uh in in the online shopping bargain uh market uh which people have been favoring during the pandemic um there is also uh, the sad truth is also that to save on costs, some small business owners might have to increase their time involvement in, in the business. Um, and that's sort of a catch 22, uh, because if you let go of some of your workforce, are you going to get it back um, at the end of the economic slowdown? Because the, one of the lessons of the pandemic is that um, when you reopen, your staff might be somewhere else. That happened for, for restaurants, hotels um, and art uh, businesses. And also, I think there's for the service industry, there's one thing to keep in mind is um, it's not really popular to say it, but but we haven't had a a normal winter, um, like not free of covid, but where covid was not uh, extremely important for service industries. So um, so we have to be wary that uh, a winter where there's an economic slowdown and we might see a rise of covid as well. Um, So that's one thing to keep in mind for businesses.
1: No that's some great advice, David. and I guess you know we mentioned that consumers um, when we talked about employment and, and those more at risk, it was in lower skilled jobs. so i'll I'll ask you as well what businesses face a greater risk during a recession? would you say it is the service industry? Um,
0: in this current case i would I would say service industries because we uh, it, when we look at the, the number of active businesses, uh, Canada has recovered, uh, but we still had fewer restaurants, hotels, entertainments, and hard businesses than we had uh, in 2019. Um, so these businesses will have to bank on the revenues that they're making this summer to help help them get through the tougher months ahead. Um, there's also some, uh, as Mr. Fang said, um, the the high growth businesses so technologies so so technology for example consulting um might be affected as well um during a, an economic slowdown because uh, as we said um if you're if you're banking on the essential as a business uh the consulting fees uh, that you're paying uh to other businesses might go out the door uh, so so those are sectors that could be affected as well
1: Great. Some great advice for local entrepreneurs out there. So we have some time now for some final thoughts. I'll start with you, Dr. Fang. If you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be?
2: Well, yeah, a couple of things. I think you know, uh, it's a really tough job for the uh, policymakers at both federal, provincial level, especially for Bank Canada, right? They have to take into consideration of the you know this uh, the, the balance act, right, between uh, the high inflation on one hand and the uh, uh, put potential recession on other. So, and as we also need to emphasize the important role of the fiscal policy, right? We talk about uh, how to address this kind of supply demand uh, imbalance in the provincial labor market because of demographic challenges and also needed to address this vulnerability of the uh, low income uh, individual families in the country in the province uh you know this is the other, the other thing is that for customers and also businesses right during this kind of uh, environment we have to be very cost conscious right diversify your investment uh, build up new skills and diversify your customers and uh you know thinking about online business and also you know hone your skills in terms of those kind of um, uh, business environment and uh, and also one of the most important the, uh, the advice here is that uh, stay healthy, right? The pandemic is not over, right? You know what is most. You know, uh, you know, important cost, both in terms of the economic cost, but also financial cost, and the psychological cost is the uh, uh, you know cost of your you know your your list, right and uh, you know spend high quality time with your family and friends. A lot of studies shows that this is a you know uh, a best strategy to uh, you know to to st- stay happy, okay, and increase the quality of life and. And um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, something that, you know, if we keep uh, a good strategy, be prudent and uh, and stay competent. And, you know, this is actually recession can be somehow avoid, um, you know, uh, you know, even there is a possible uh, recession. If we, you know, use the um, effective uh, physical and monetary policies and uh, and, you know, uh, we could have short-lived re- recession. Uh, that's the.
1: Well, wow, that will be a welcome news for many, I'm sure. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I'll turn to you, Nazeev. If you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be?
0: Um, since Mr. Frank covered the, um, I would go on the personal side. Um, rather than we are going to face harder times, uh, inflation is going to be high. We're going to see an economic slowdown, which could be recession or not. Um, regardless. Um, I think it's going to be important to to get into a problem-solving mindset um, rather than trying to find the culprits. Uh, could the Bank of Canada have acted sooner? Maybe they could, um, but regardless, you're going to have to find uh, a solution uh, to cover your debt um, and and pay for your um, pay for your lifestyle. Um, so once again, uh, be honest with yourself. Try and find uh, the solutions that you can find. Um, and don't hesitate to ask for help i guess uh, on the financial front there are professionals all around uh, that can assist you uh, The 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 oath of this post being one of them <laughs> so don't hesitate <laughs> um, don't hesitate to ask for help uh, if you need it and uh, try and stay positive which which might be a bit hard uh, in these times
1: That's great. Thanks so much for joining me today. Some great advice for our listeners. And to David's point, if you are struggling financially and, you know, the struggle is different for everyone, it might mean you can't find money to put away for savings. You're having trouble paying down your debt or you're only able to make the minimum payments on your debt. So you're not really seeing a reduction. Please reach out for some advice, right? We can help you with some general budgeting, trying to find that uh, money to put in savings or get a plan in place to help you pay down your debt. So thank you both for taking me to the taking the time to join me today and for our listeners thank you for tuning in remember i always want to hear from you if you have a comment or question or a topic you'd like me to discuss here on your money you can email me at your money at bdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337 until next week i'm nancy Snedden. stay safe and be well everyone
0: if you have a question or comment send an email to your money at bdo.ca this has been your money with nancy snettin of bdo License Insolvency Trustees on your VOCM.